Who is this? Who is this guy? 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 Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal guy. Norcal and chill podcast. Norcal and Shill podcast. Shill. Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of Norcal and Shill. Today's guest is Chris Binchetler. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Binchetler. His website is chrisbinchetler.com and on Instagram, Chris Ben Chetler. Chris is best known in the snow sports world as a stylish and creative skier who emerged onto the competition scene with appearances on the sport's biggest stage, X Games, US Open, Gravity Games, to name a few, making the leap from amateur to professional at age 15. The evolution continued, and he is now one of the sport's most recognized athletes, both on and off the snow. Chris's creative drive informed his skiing and led him down other paths, including painting, product design, art design, and a thriving career as a sought-after muralist. Combining vision with application, Chris develops high-demand products, with some of the biggest brands in the outdoor sports and lifestyle category. The places you'll find his work tell the story of a unique creator. Art shows in New York and Los Angeles, in the hands of collectors, large-scale paintings in Seattle, LA, Utah, San Diego, and Austria, countless magazines and coffee table books, album covers, tour posters, and a global collection of tattoos. As the creative director of Atomic Skis, his art adorned skis all over the Beijing Winter Olympics this past February. As a producer and director, his film, Fire on the Mountain, is the first action sports film officially tracked by the Grateful Dead and was shown in prime time on ESPN in a special featuring members of the band. Sports athletes have helped us see the mountains ocean, and streets differently for generations. Ben Chetler is that rare creative mind who can take it exponentially further and help us see the world itself in ways we never expected. You can find his one-of-one work on Super Rare. Everyone, please welcome Chris. Hey, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing very well, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks uh, from for uh, being able to squeeze me in on your schedule. I know you've been busy. <laughs> Anytime, my friend, you're, <laughs> you're busy too from chatting with you earlier. So we all got to make it work. That's true. That's true. So what? how's the weather? How's the weather over there? And uh, you're in Mammoth? I am in Mammoth, not too far from you. It's uh, gorgeous today. Just kind of cold at night, still freezing temps and then nice and sunny and hot in the day. And I'm, I'm a bit of a rock climber so this time of uh, year is fun because all the all the rocks start melting out and you can ski in the morning and then go climb in the afternoon oh okay mountain bike trails start opening up so yeah. i'm a bit of a a uh, 
activity junkie, if you will. So (laughs) I I like the springtime. It's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. no, weather is here is, uh, is good. It's warming up quick and, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's good to get outside for sure. Awesome. So do you have a hardware wallet? I, I most certainly do. I, I can't tell you that I'm know how to use it all the time. It seems it seems <laughs> to still confuse me at times, but I, uh-huh. I use a Ledger Nano and it's, yeah, sometimes it's kind of seamless. And then other times I feel like I lose all my money or don't know, <laughs> no, don't know how to operate it, but right. it's uh yeah, definitely a learning process. And, and I, I had been advised by a lot of friends to make sure that when I got into this space to, to get a hardware wallet. So I watched some YouTube videos, figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a little intimidating. Cause I mean, you are, you are the security, you are your bank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have two, two kids too. So, you know, they'll come and rip it out of the computer, or <laughs> probably lose some valuable, right. <laughs> valuable information, but yep. So uh, far, so good. Good, good. <laughs> So what were your first thoughts when you heard about NFTs? Man, uh, I'm trying to think my actual first thought. It was (laughs) definitely interested and confused, I would say. I mean, I would say I was like, wow, this is intriguing. And I mean, I come from, I'm a professional skier, so I come from a background of, of, like films and things and Mm -hmm. photography and I'm also an artist obviously but I saw everyone go from 16 millimeter film and VHS to DVD to then switching over to digital and ultimately the internet and then everything was for free online (laughs) like it was just this massive I've been skiing for two decades now professionally and so I kind of saw it all happen in real time so when I heard that art was being digitized or even created digitally and then sold on the blockchain. Like all the, all the words, you know, like kind of just the information (laughs) on the space sounded like a foreign language to me, but I just kind of slowly started diving in and, and that probably confused me even more. I listened to podcasts (laughs) and, and just tried to figure it out. But um, yeah. So, I mean, that was ultimately my first, first, uh, experience with it was just a lot of education around it. And I'd say, I'd say I'm still trying to educate myself and just learn about the space. And I had to, uh, Twitter seems to be an important factor in all of this. And I actually lost my Twitter, um, like for almost six or seven years, (laughs) (laughs) it it got hacked. And then, um, I never really cared to recover it. Oh yeah. And then the space, it was pretty crucial for, community and communication. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be interesting. I got to figure out how to get this back. Oh, but no. <laughs> luckily just the network from skiing and just knowing some, you know, early yeah. tech developers and stuff over in your neck of the woods. Um, I was able to recover it. So oh, nice. Yeah. Got lucky. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. So why did you choose art or what brought you to art? Very good question. Um, I, I've listened to a couple of your shows and I feel oh. like people always say art chose them, <laughs> which oh, yeah, is a yeah. classic answer. But I'd say, I mean, I'd say evolution 
is a big one. You know, it took us 4 billion years to go from origin of life into something that could paint. <laughs> and so oh, okay. Okay. I would say just, I, yeah, I mean, looking at the evolution of myself and just understanding consciousness and, and like creating, you know, I just started as a very young kid coloring and then that evolved into drawing with pen and pen pencil and then that evolved into painting and then that evolved into looking at the at nature as my canvas you know okay like I, since i ski i i especially since i ski in the backcountry i look at a blank canvas every time we go out there and ah. it's up to me to read read the terrain and draw whatever line i'm going to draw down the mountain so i guess that's my best answer as to like why art would just be evolving as a person and just like learning about different mediums, whether that's an actual, you know, paintbrush or, or a mountain or whatever it is. But, but yeah, it's just kind of using creativity in every aspect of my life and, and figuring out as I became an adult and trying to understand consciousness that that's like actually something that you can do. You can apply creativity to, to anything. Oh yeah, for sure. So um, I guess that'll be my answer there. <laughs> no, I like evolution is the short answer. <laughs> no, I like that, uh, that, uh, the mountain canvas, um, and drawing your lines down the mountain. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's a pretty cool way to look at a, look at a canvas, you know, <laughs> if right. it's everything is, is up for interpretation and, and there's only one of one of you out there. There's a lot of professional skiers. There's a lot of artists there's, but no one's ever going to do it exactly the same as you where, where you put a turn or what you decide to jump off or what trick you decide to do. It's, I mean, very similar to painting on a canvas mm-hmm. like where your brush strokes are going, how, how, how you use paint, how much, how much water you use, how you mix it, all of it. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. think you could ever be replicated, you know, often, nope. often copied, I would say. And even, even myself, I'll see, you know, inspiration right. day in and day out from surfing or whatever. And I'll try to copy an idea of even shaping a surfboard. Cause I, I actually design and made my own ski line with atomic as mm. well. So I'm, I'm not an engineer by any stretch of the word, but I, I just like <laughs> took inspiration from all these other sports and tried to replicate that into, into my skis and into my skiing. So nice. certainly find inspiration in places, but you know, one's going to ever, ever be able to be you. Right. For sure. You got to stick on your own path. You know, you got to be you, your, right. your unique self. Absolutely. <clears throat> Say that's important life lesson <laughs> try to try to stay true and authentic uh this next one uh i feel like i i well because you've been skiing like your whole life <laughs> but what jobs have you done other than being an artist hmm that's a good question i would say i mean Pay, paying jobs. I, I worked at an ice cream parlor uh, um, for a short while. My father was a, a contractor, so I could say I did construction, but I really, really did more of the 
grunt work, like digging holes and denailing boards. And oh yeah, all the all the shit okay. you didn't want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I know how to I know how to use a circular saw and a table saw, but uh, yeah. I certainly didn't. I was that was at like from as early as I can remember. You know, riding to work on on this tractor or doing whatever, just daycare. Daycare was putting me to work essentially. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I mean actual paid job was pretty much only the ice cream parlor. And then, um, I, yeah, I mean, I started getting sponsored for skiing at age 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it all, it all happened pretty early in life. Yeah. And now, yeah, now I wear about 10 different hats. So I guess <laughs> I have a lot of jobs now. I mean, I'm the creative director for Atomic, which is cool. So I have, I kind of had a proof of concept that work really well. Like they took my designs, my ideas on shape and technology, and then also my artwork across the skis and and Atomic's a pretty globally known company. So the skis did quite well oh, yeah. wide. And then that, that was 15 years ago. And then that now has five different models and some kid models and oh, nice. helmets and poles. And okay. my, <laughs> yeah, my art's <laughs> kind of everywhere in in a commercial sense in terms of the action sports world. So, and so that's turned me into a designer to kind of just had to going back to my earlier statement about, evolution you know i just had to evolve and figure it out and learn how to use photoshop and oh. illustrator and <laughs> <laughs> just kind of self-taught with everything because i didn't go to college for any of this stuff either so yeah it's been yeah it's been a cool process and then yeah i mean just i would call myself just an artist too like i don't know if you classify that as fine art or what but i have a i have a collector base that collects my original paintings and, and then now entering into this space, obviously, and trying to figure it out one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all trying to figure it out. <laughs> if, you, if you got any secrets, please share. Yeah. I'm for sure, open, for sure. open ears, my friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta be open to experimentation, trying new things. Cause, uh, no one, no one, uh, has it right yet. Yeah. I mean, and that's art, really. You just gotta keep experimenting and see where where it takes you. Yeah, it's how you learn new mediums. That's how you kind of break down barriers and and evolve in your mind too. It's cool for sure. So, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Hmm. I don't know exactly what my answer would be. I, I've always, when I was a kid, I loved tigers. Okay. But I uh, now that I'm so obsessed with the mountains and all of that, I I would think I would choose like an eagle or something that could soar and yeah. go from mountain to mountain and just cover a lot of ground. But then I was thinking about it when, when you mentioned that earlier. All right, I listened to one of your shows. I think you said you'd be an octopus, and yeah. I saw the I saw that documentary, The Octopus Teacher. Which oh yeah, it was good. That was a good choice by you. Nice work. Um, <laughs> and so, but then I was like, oh yeah, there's an entire ocean that is undiscovered, and we know very little about. And so, maybe being like a an orca would be pretty rad. Oh right, something that doesn't have really any predators and 
could explore a lot of this, a lot of the ocean. So to give you an answer after all of that, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, I guess I would choose an orca just because the ocean is, is probably something I know very little about. And I would love to explore the depths and learn a little more. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like, it would be like if there was an animal that could go to space, that would be my choice. But since there's not, we'll go, we'll go under, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like space. There's not, not much gravity down there, you know? Yeah. And I think I don't quote me on this, but I think I've heard that we know more about space than we knew about the ocean. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard that too. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. Might be cool down there. Yeah. You might just have to be like one of those depth creatures that have evolved to see in the dark and <laughs> to real to really know what's going on down there. But right. I feel oh. like an orca could cover some good ground. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Yep, or good water, I should say, not ground. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have a favorite food? I like a lot of food. I'd say. My first go-to answer would be Thai food, I guess. Ah, I really okay. love Italian food too. I'm like, I'm a sucker for pizza, good pizza, but Thai food is pretty phenomenal too. If just curries and pad Thai, all the noodle dishes. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then also I've spent like over a decade going to Japan and I love Japanese food too. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm a real, uh, I'm a right. foodie in nice. terms of eating, not so much cooking. So are you doing pineapple or no? <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> What's been the best piece of advice you've been given? Best piece of advice. That's an interesting one. I'd say really I mean, I've been given so much solid advice over the years. I'm trying to think to break it down in the most simple terms, you know, yeah. I would say, and I don't even know if it was exact advice that was given to me, but, um, yeah, just staying true to myself, you know, and being authentic is probably what's brought me the most joy in life. Like instead of you know, so many skiers have come and gone because they tried to do what the sponsor wanted them to do or do uh, what they thought mm -hmm. was the right thing to do, whether that was competitions or whatever. And then same with art, you know, like people thought they should paint a certain way or do a certain thing. And I've always just been able to express my creativity and have creative control over my, over all of my things that I do. So and I think that comes from, from, yeah, just staying authentic. And so I can't say, I know who told me to stay true to myself, but I feel like maybe my father or someone early mm -hmm. on kind of instilled that in me. So we'll call it advice. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely solid. You gotta, you gotta stand out. You can't follow the crowd for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to stand out just by being, just by being you you know? Yeah. Like I said earlier, take inspiration and, and evolve as a person and 
and like like look to what other people have done or are doing and whether that's in art or any aspect of life but just make sure your your heart and your soul are in the right place for sure so i know you're fairly new to this space but do you have any do you have any advice for a new artist joining the space or maybe <laughs> I, I do. I guess I will say like what I've noticed the biggest thing and I cut you off there. Sorry. Continue the question. Oh, no, like that, you were going to say something else, but well, I was going to say like, or what has been the best advice given to you? If that, if that's a better route to take it. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, <laughs> the best advice I could give to someone new is, is do your homework for sure. Like try to educate yourself on the space, but just spend the time to like get to know the community. I think the community aspect of this space is what ultimately drew me in. Cause I'd heard yeah. about it. Like you asked at the start of the podcast, you know, but until I decided to take the plunge, it was, it was looking at what I have from a ski community, what I have from a local community or global community. Cause I've, you know, had, had the wonderful opportunity to kind of do a lot of things in my life, but I would say, I would say just spend the time to like understand the space before you just dive in with throwing up a bunch of art. But then as I'm saying that I really, it's not like I've unlocked some magic formula. <laughs> <I've> only, <laughs> I've only sold one piece and I'm, I'm trying to really just enter respectfully and take my time, you know, right. but, but I, I, uh, yeah, I think, I think just, just try and try and just take it slow and, and do as much, as much, uh, homework as you can, whether that's podcasts or, or scroll on Twitter or I haven't really ever tried getting into discord yet, but <laughs> I'd say just the, just the communication that can, happens on Twitter is there's yeah. a lot of valuable insight out there. So yeah, there definitely has been, that's been my approach and just, uh, and then ultimately we've talked about it multiple times already, but then once you've, once you've done your homework, stay true to yourself. Like don't try to create something that you think someone wants or yeah. you think a collector might want or that you see like someone, you know, like X copy doing, like don't try to turn your art into something that it's not. Right. So meaning not that X copy does that. I was meaning like someone successful like him, that's clearly like the goat of this space is don't try to like mimic what he's doing or, you know, try to try to be yourself. Right. And don't, and don't stick with the trends, you know, and like switching yeah. it up every couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's kind of what I was meaning. Like, don't look at, I guess, I guess, and maybe I should, I should ask myself that question, but it seems like you don't need to look at what other artists that are successful in the space are doing. Just, just take your time, communicate with the community and, and stay true to you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, I feel like you already know, have this answer, but, or you know this for sure, but where, if you could live or move anywhere, where would you live and why? <laughs> Valid question. I, uh, I, 
kind of live where I would want to live. And I, I mean, I'm pretty lucky that I don't have a desk job or something tying me to mm-hmm. this place, you know, like I, I have that same sense of community that we were just talking about in the NFT space here. So it definitely feels like home. I grew up here, but I just the Eastern Sierra, it's like endless inspiration for my art. You know, I'd say nature has been my ultimate teacher and, oh, yeah. and terms of what inspires my art and just exploring consciousness and taking a deeper dive into my mind, you know, like this place is, is very beautiful. It's very healing. It's there's, it's vast and, and expansive, you know, like you can, I rock climb a lot. I ski a lot. I've explored only a small portion of the mountains that surround me, but it's kind of endless. And then I'm only six hours from really good surf, maybe even closer, you know, but (laughs) I can get down to surf, which I'm obsessed with. And I can, there's incredible mountain biking and yeah, once again, the community is great. So ultimately I think I would stay put, but if I had to move, I would choose New Zealand because that's that's next in line. That place is pretty special for a lot of the same reasons that I just mentioned. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, spent a lot of time there, but it's just the people, the culture, the nature, and yeah, everything everything about it. I got all the activities I love and and plenty of inspiration for sure. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> I got a hundred questions for you, but <laughs> um, yeah, don't want to flip the podcast on you here. It's, I'll, t- I'll take over the show from here. Um, Perfect. No, I, I would just love to know more, more about like how you got into this space and and yeah, just what what's brought you brought you into this world and into doing this podcast is and sharing sharing your knowledge with the world and how you became a NFT collector I guess we'll keep it at that man it's a good question i mean so i've been in crypto for a little bit um just cuz I, I i felt like and had a lot of conviction that it was the future um but I always, you know, kept it simple, always dollar cost average, you know, buy a set amount every set time period. Um, so I just did that for, for a while. And then, um, st- started hearing about like NBA top shots. Um, and I was like, well, maybe I should try that. Um, see if I can make a little extra money. And, uh, so I did that for a little bit. Um, then I started hearing about art blocks and I got into that and started flipping those and then started holding those. And then I finally started buying some one of one work and started talking with the artists themselves. And that's what made me really want to stay and, uh, start collecting one of one work because I just really enjoyed the conversations I was having. And uh, the relationships and friendships I was building. Awesome, that's a great answer. What a just side side question from that. What 
Can you tell me more about the NBA Top Shots? Is that yeah. still because I've I've obviously am aware of it, but I didn't dive too deep into it. And because the reason I ask is just coming from a skiing background and the twenty years of archival footage I have of me skiing, I'm just just curious. You know, like what what drew you into that, and is it nostalgia or something that you remember seeing on tv like some of those iconic shots or whatever oh yeah yeah so it was but i'm curious about about that i mean yeah i mean so um i guess so i know i remember hearing about nfts um what was that in like 17 18 but i was just like those i don't know what they're doing with those sounds kind of dumb i don't know why i would even do that but after, you know, I'd hear about it here and there. And then, um, man, the end of 2020, I guess it was, you know, I finally started reading some more articles about them. And I was like, you know, if I can believe in this digital rare currency, why can't I believe in it? You know, assigning a token and making something else digitally rare, um, which has got me in the NBA top shots. Cause we're like, well, it makes sense. Like, I really enjoyed collecting basketball cards back in the day or um, some baseball cards. And it just made sense that this was a progression. And uh, so I got into it and there was a high demand for them um, because they weren't like releasing a ton of them. So there's a high demand. People wanted in and, um, you know, it wasn't too hard to make good money. You're like, you know, buying a pack and you'd get a rare. So, or you're, you'd hope you'd get a rare. Just yeah. like with collecting <laughs> basketball cards yeah. or baseball cards. And then they kind of screwed it up because they started <laughs> increasing the supply a lot. And like had a bunch of, you know, junk cards in there and whatnot. And people just kind of got turned off because they kind of screwed up the mechanics of like the rarity um, Mm -hmm. too soon. I mean, they probably could have done it, but they should done it a little bit slower pace. Gotcha. And was it all photographs or is it actual, it's video footage? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like video clips. Okay. Um, Yeah. That's right. And they had like the stats on there and everything. So you could like kind of see like a a little info about the player, um, the image uh and it was sound it had sound on it too um of whatever it was whether it was a, a jump shot a dunk or something or a layup um yeah and that was pretty much it and it looked cool the graphics were cool awesome it's very interesting i i was never a traditional ball sports guy i kind of always found myself in action sports for whatever oh reason. yeah right but i i made a film with the grateful dead um, and it was narrated by Bill Walton. So oh, okay, I, I had okay. to do, <laughs> he's, he's essentially part of the band. He's been to over a thousand shows and is really good friends with a lot of, uh, with a lot of band members. So, um, in a roundabout way, I started learning more about the NBA. So I was just right. curious because <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't grow up watching basketball at all. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't have too much interest into researching NBA top shots when I came into this space, but I certainly heard that it was a thing. Yeah, it definitely was a thing. And then it just got kind of messed up. Gotcha. (laughs)
Yeah. No, it's cool. I I even played basketball against Bill. Oh wow. Tried to trying to make a shot on him. Yep. He's luckily he's moving a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me gave me plenty of time to make the shot. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it have a awesome. height advantage. Yeah, exactly. No, it was pretty cool. He's an incredible human, but I just getting to know him from that film and spending a lot more time with him. It was kind of cool to just have a little insight into that world. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Awesome. I can't remember. Did I, uh, if I got the, all my answers, but that's, uh, <laughs> thank you. I think you gave them to me. Uh, the podcast, awesome. the podcast. Yes. Um, well, you asked why I started the podcast. That's right. And, that's right. um, as far as starting it, you know, I, I really enjoyed the conversations. Um, I wanted something that was, you know, a little lighthearted, um, a fun interview that uh, was relatively short because um, I felt like all the podcasts or Twitter spaces out there are like two hours plus. And I'm just like, man, I, with my kids and everything, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't got time for two hours. I can't sit there and like be in on this a hundred percent. I need like got kids. I don't want to run around with earbuds in my ear a lot of the time. So I was like, you know what? I'll just make my own like 30 minute fun thing that, you know, people can listen to whenever they want and learn about the creators in the space. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you. I certainly do. (laughs) I've been, uh, you've been a good source of homework for me. Like I was suggesting to new newcomers for sure. And, and I mean, yeah, like to what you just said, that's one thing that I'm still trying to figure out about the space just because I, I mean, I have kids of my own. I actually have a wife battling cancer right Mm -hmm. now, going through treatment and like, and then all the other hats I'm wearing. It's extremely hard to find time to do it all. And, and I'm super eager to learn about this space and, and the mechanics of it all and how it all works. So when I do plug in my ledger, I don't feel like I lost everything. (laughs) It's like, it's, there's so much to learn, but it is, it's just fun to, to, uh, yeah, stimulate the mind a bit and have, have a new outlet, but it, it is a definite time, time warp. It sucks you in. And then all of a yeah. sudden you've just been scrolling Twitter for too long and <laughs> haven't been outside enough and all that stuff. So oh, yeah. it's good to have a short podcast, give you, give you the hits, but. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, man. So Do kudos, you have- kudos and Thanks. thank you. <laughs> do you have any shout outs most certainly i i guess i just gave you your shout out but i appreciate <laughs> yes, appreciate you having me on but uh there's been a couple couple of key people that have really helped me ease into the space doc has been one of them mm-hmm. and we'll just we'll just thank the whole tungsten dow i don't know all of you guys but uh-huh. uh just yeah the community there seems epic and um, maybe, uh, something I'll have to try and create, <laughs> try and figure out, figure out how sure. to talk to you guys more, you know, but, uh, yeah, you guys seem to be doing great work and have a lot of insight. So I would say a few of the, few of the collectors and artists from there that have, have given me help. And then, I mean, just all of my, all of my collectors in the real world and 
everyone that's kind of helped me get here and allowed me to be an artist, you know, the, the power yeah. of creating is pretty special and I'm not, I'm not like creating art as in the traditional, traditional fine art sense of like political satire or I'm not, you know, a Banksy, but yeah, I do large scale work. I do small work. I do, you know, design, like I do a lot of commercial art. So just to have another, another, uh, medium or avenue to kind of share my art with the world. That's the whole, the whole reason I spend so much effort and energy creating is to share it with people. So thank you for, thank you for getting me on here, but yeah, thanks to everyone that helped me get in this new space. Yeah. Well, glad you're here and, uh, looking forward to the future of it. Radical. Well, I'll uh, keep listening and keep trying to learn. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Subscribed for life. Awesome. Cool. Yes. (laughs) Well, Chris, thank you so much for this interview. Absolutely. My friend, thank you. Have a good day. You do. Bye. See ya. Who is this guy? 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 Nork Al Guy. Nork Cal Guy. Nork Al 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 and Chill. Podcast. Show. It's chill time. Nork Al and Chill. Podcast. What the shit? The chill? Nork Al and Chill. Podcast. Show. It's chill time. NorCal and Shield Podcast. What the shit? The shit?